Hello, fearless listeners and viewers. Welcome to the Diaries of Badass Bosses podcast. I'm Penny Joyner-Platt. And I am Tiggs Rice. And we are back for season two. Welcome. We're going to dive deep into the lives of extraordinary individuals who redefine what it means to be a boss. That's right. This season, we have lined up a stellar cast of guests who have shattered glass ceilings, forged their own paths and inspired change in their respective fields. I mean, we're not talking about traditional CEOs here. Our guests include entrepreneurs from a wide range of industries, making waves, challenging the status quo and sharing their stories behind their journeys. So whether you're a seasoned entrepreneur, a budding leader, or simply someone who loves hearing about tales of triumph over adversity, then you're in the right place. This is where stories of badass bosses come to life. And as always, we are joined by our incredible producer, Connor Wells, who always makes sure every episode is an auditory masterpiece. Thank you, Penny and Tiggs. I am thrilled to be back for another incredible series of inspiring stories and unforgettable moments. Get ready for an absolutely incredible ride. So stay tuned as we embark on this journey to explore the lives, dreams and fearless endeavours of some of the most badass bosses out there. Buckle up. Because season two of Diaries of Badass Bosses is about to begin. Hello and welcome to another episode of Diaries of Badass Bosses. I'm Tiggs Rice. And I'm Penny Joyner-Platt. And we are here bringing you another absolutely stonking episode. Yeah. I'm genuinely excited. I say this every week, but <laughs> genuinely, I, this one actually means a lot to me, actually, yeah. because... Um, Today we're talking a lot about the subject of authenticity and it's something that I'm bringing up constantly as a personal branding photographer, um, telling people to be there, showing up as their authentic self and it's so, so important to me and and for you as well with your clients. Yeah, I mean for me it's social media, I mean please be authentic, I beg of you, like I cannot stand that this still is something that people feel they have to lie, they have to be someone else, they have to show up and just pretend and I just genuinely don't think, people buy from people and I stress Mm -hmm. it every day Mm -hmm. that they want to know who they're buying it from and the most successful of all my clients are those that are just themselves and I really applaud them because I think you have to be brave to do it, mm-hmm. but be really honest with yourself. But yeah, for me, it's a hundred. It's the social media. Like, come on. Yeah, and <laughs> and it's sharing beyond that highlight reel. I mean, it's so easy to go out there and be like, oh, you know, I want to share all the best bits. But one of the things that has been coming up a lot in especially recent episodes of the podcast as well is sharing that vulnerability side, which mm. people have been connecting with so much in terms of going. You know what? Being an entrepreneur being the face of my brand can sometimes be hard and I don't know so about odd. you but <laughs> when I put out the posts that are like you know what like this is actually a little bit of a struggle like yeah. this is what I'm going through right now and I had a bad day today <laughs> yeah that's okay it's all right to have a shit day and share it because actually you'll make a lot of people feel better who've potentially also had I'm I'm really honest I'm actually having a bad day today and that's just me I'm just I've, I was up all night with the little one and I just feel quite tired. So I'm feeling like a little bit flat and my normal self. So I'm going to be honest and uh, I'm going to share that because yeah. I love that share moment. <laughs> and it's so important as well, like in the fact that you're here and you're still showing up and being in that vulnerable, pl- vulnerable place um, and still being your best self. And 
Uh, hopefully, I'm sure people are going to absolutely love that. I love you, and I'm going to give you a little cuddle. Oh, thanks, babe. Thanks. But on the subject of authenticity at mm-hmm. work, like you have, um, you've gone through corporate career. You've yeah. had the you've had the high fly city corporate life, and now you're a successful female founder. Oh, how um, how have you found that? authenticity at work has been for you because they are two very completely different ways of showing up within the within the business world did you yeah. did you find that you could be authentic in the corporate world as much as potentially I feel that you can in be the, as a female founder? in the end yes but mm. I didn't start out that way oh no 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 I absolutely I mean I, I think I've shared this before but I definitely took a big big role once that I was definitely stepping up <laughs> majorly <laughs> for and yeah I mean I was completely uh, an imposter um <laughs> like yeah I can do this why not um but yeah no for many years actually I did I was in my 20s and so I was battling just that in life just being in my 20s and thinking I knew everything um my boss even saying to me Penny you would convince me of anything that you know that you know so much and I'm like yeah I know it's all bullshit wasn't it something like um you could sell ice to an Eskimo I feel like that was the phrase every pitch that I went to (laughs) is something completely different like I literally went from like gala bingo to car fan belts or plumbing, you know, which I know nothing about. But yeah, I'd go into that pitch and I would own it. But yeah, no, I definitely didn't for a very long time. And it wasn't until, I think, like running an agency and having a young team and actually seeing their struggles and actually wanting to inspire them, I thought, hang on a second. This is, mm. fact, like, I mm-hmm. want to actually share with them. I know what it's like to be where you are at. And so I started actually just really owning how and who I was yeah and actually that made me a better person it made my team a lot stronger and I enjoyed work a lot more as soon as I actually just shared all of that and really owned it and now to actually then take everything that I learned and now put that into my own business every day work with fabulous people and just be really honest I'm just very lucky so yeah yeah, I did go through a journey to get there though for sure yeah I mean I never had that corporate (coughs) that corporate life experience I sort of came out of uni um graduated in July well technically graduated in November but finished in the summer Mm. um and I went straight into self-employment so I guess I've always worked for myself and I'd like to say that that journey has been as authentic I I would like to think it has but actually one of the big opening things for me has or eye-opening things for me has been like over the pandemic Mm. um and taking a step back from being somewhat more public facing and walking away and going oh actually like I can see that um like I haven't really shared this that much publicly but having gone on this journey of realizing that I'm probably somewhere in the neurodiverse camp and currently going through my ADHD diagnosis realizing that taking a step back I'd actually been masking quite a bit and Mm. so showing up and saying oh like this is how I am and then realizing that the more that and even when we've been around and I've been more comfortable sort of in the presence of people my my smile mask goes and you get to see my like really yeah. natural face and oh my god is it like it's a death can, stare can, can I just say <laughs> since filming this podcast I have witnessed way more often <laughs> Tiggs's death stare 
Like she, and I have to like, I pause the video when I'm watching it on YouTube and I'm like, whoa, look at that face, Tiggs. Yeah. Like she just go, you go into this zone. Yeah. And it's resting bitch face massively. I'm sorry. Oh, no, it is. It really is. And I, and I, um, I lose focus, so like I just I zone out of life. But yeah, it's like we. Find, it's you don't realise I'm actually kicking her under the table, like you know. Look interested, love. Come on. Look like you're having I mean, a good time. I mean, Connor, how how is this for you, darling? Like, what? How do you feel about authenticity in, in your work? I think authenticity is key, um, without a doubt. If if you're not putting your authentic self out there, and sometimes that can be quite hard to do. Like, uh, it's quite a brave thing to do, whether it's talking about vulnerability, whether it's talking about your passions, your interests, it can be difficult to put your true authenticity out there. But I feel if you do, people can relate to you a bit more. Whereas if you're putting a not authentic, not authentic version of yourself out there, people, I think, will find it very hard to relate to you. They won't come back and watch your content or chat to you or or engage and get involved in stuff. Yeah, yeah, so true. And our guest today is an absolute expert in this. And <laughs> I'm just so excited yeah. to welcome you, Liz Villani, to our podcast today. Um, you are the founder of Be Yourself at Work. Um, Liz's journey from a successful career at a major re- retailer to becoming a trailblazing entrepreneur is a testament to your unwavering commitment to transforming the working environment. You've not only reimagined how we view work, but you've also ignited a global movement that encourages individuals to be their authentic selves in the workplace. Your dedication to making an opportunity for self-discovery and fulfillment is a perfect alignment with our spirit here Mm. at Diaries of Badass Bosses. Um, We dare to challenge norms and create change. Your work with Be Yourself at Work and the innovative I Am Tour are actively changing lives, promoting inclusivity and redefining the role of character values in the workplace. And honestly, I am so excited to hear what you have to say on the subject of authenticity because... Wow, what an introduction. Hi. <laughs> Thank well you so yeah. much for being here. I think you should all come and work at Be Yourself at Work. Oh, oh amazing. <laughs> we'll talk. <laughs> so I'd love to hear a bit about the early days of your career. So what were some of the key moments or experiences that paved the way for to you and your entrepreneurial journey to come Be Yourself at Work? Yeah, wow. How long have we got? Um, so, um, yeah, great to be here and just hear your stories. It's just got, I think there's an awful lot that we could talk about. So there wasn't one thing, I guess, that just defined this moment of going and, and starting this this movement um, and company that helps you to be you. Um, but essentially, I think the grounding was that, I, you know, I grew up in quite difficult circumstances in the Midlands, um, had, um, you know, challenges with poverty and I grew up in a single parent family um, and there was domestic violence involved and ultimately growing up in the 19 late 70s and 80s that was quite sort of unusual compared Mm -hmm. to now Mm -hmm. Um, and um, I got a job so mm-hmm. you know having a job my first job I was nine years old it's shocking isn't it you just want to be able to do yeah. it now um, I'm, I'm a Midlander oh as well and gosh. I was 14 I think they're just oh, yeah. all, we all started young in the middle of I was we all started young yeah <laughs> wow. um, must be something about Warwickshire yeah. but anyway um, what was the job there. so I was a chambermaid so I used to cycle to the local hotel and help to make beds um, okay. <clears throat> on a Saturday morning and I, and I just loved it because I could be me I suddenly realised that I didn't have to be this mouse at home 
time. And I, although I was good at school, you know, and I've got a pretty clever brain, which has helped me certainly now as an entrepreneur. Um, yeah, I, I literally found the structure of school almost kind of prison-like, you know. Mm. That's just part of my values, which we'll, we'll come on to talk about values. But yeah, so I went from one job to another throughout my teens. And I just realised that I could make a difference. I could experience who I was, um, you know, when I was in that space and in that world. So obviously we had to stick with school and everything else. But I think that was the root of it. Um, and then I knew really clearly what I wanted to do. So I was really focused. Um, I decided I wanted to be a buyer for Sainsbury's. I was absolutely obsessed with it. Um, we couldn't really afford to go to supermarkets. So going to a supermarket was like, wow. And I just used to watch what people put in their trolleys and their baskets. And I still do it now. Don't, I'm awful. I'm really bad <laughs> because I try and work out who you are. And for me, that, um, that feeling of being able to make you happy by something that you ate or you shared or was an indulgence or something like that in your in your kitchen essentially um, would touch your life and touch you and I was just obsessed by it so um, so everything rolled up into applying for that job and I got that job and I loved it absolutely loved it um, and I was really good at it and I learned a lot that gave me the grounding um, and the fight and the drive to do this yes wow. yeah so that's kind of the beginnings that's amazing and where did the where did the idea of authenticity and being yourself like how how did you get from this buyer role into mm. like where where was the shift where was the light bulb moment along yeah that route? really interesting and just listening to your stories and you talk just in this podcast so we literally change so you know it's you can see it in any social situation you know, if you, as a parent you see it in the playground or when you're picking up your kids from nursery or whatever we start to change and adapt our behavior automatically as humans so that we're seen to be competent in the case of work um, or liked or fit in um, and I could see all around me that this was happening but then it happened to me so I became corporatized um, you know and I just found that there was nothing really that could help me or the people around me to be ourselves to really really help ourselves um, I had to go through restructure a few times I loved that job oh my god I just loved it it was I was heartbroken when we had to go through structural change which is the way of the world um, and it got to the third time and we were sat in a meeting with with our trading director who was fabulous and he just basically said look everyone's got a brown envelope you all go to your rooms you read the script it was done really well it yeah. was done really well but for me obviously something in me just said no more um, you've got something else a bigger job to do because it got to me and I had a million questions and I couldn't speak I completely lost my literally and it was so embarrassed. I mean, you think I was quite senior, you're corporate, you know, you're, and you're literally just crying your eyes out and you can't speak. So I just stood up and the next day I resigned. Um, and about six months before that, I'd been um, doing some research around coaching. So I used to travel into work on the Thames Link with a really good friend who's in marketing, quite a senior level. She gave me a book on coaching and said, Liz, you need to read this book. Um, and the book? Um, the book was Be Your Own Life Coach by Fiona Harold. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So um, really old book, really simple book about coaching. I'd never even heard of coaching, you know, apart from maybe sports coaching, which I obviously don't do. Um, and, <laughs> <laughs> and, um, and I read this book and she said, you need to read this book because this is what you do and you just don't realise it. Um, so that really gave me um, a little bit of inspiration to go, actually, maybe there's something that I could do to really help people to really love their work again and know who they are so they can be themselves. So that was kind of the route. So I resigned, moved to Lincolnshire, sat at my kitchen table and began, essentially. 
Oh my gosh, amazing. amazing. <laughs> I love that so much. Um, so launching a business, mm. as we all know, is yes. a huge undertaking. Yes. I mean, are we mad? <laughs> Literally. Definitely. <laughs> um, give us a bit of your experience of that and what the challenges you faced on this journey. Yeah, I mean, oh my gosh, there's so many, isn't there? Um, I think the... So the the beginning, we've always been pushing water uphill. So today we're sat here talking about being yourself at work as if that's like something that's very important and new. But I've been doing this for over a decade and and we've been talking about performance coaching culture and a coaching culture at work and and all of this stuff. So be yourself at work and knowing your values was something that was way ahead of its time. Um, And I literally, I'm quite stubborn. So my values, I've got quite a lot of rebellion in me in a positive (laughs) way. Um, So I was like, well, why would I kind of create some Something that's just to build on what already exists. I want to really make a difference here and create something new. So a few years after I began, a, a client said, um, he hadn't worked with me, he'd worked with one of our team, said, can we meet you? Can I meet you and hear your story? And I was like, yeah, of course, you know, we'll have a coffee or whatever. I hope we get some work out of it or whatever <laughs> in the long term. But anyway, um, he said, oh my God, you're blue ocean. And I was like, well, I have no idea what that means. No idea what that means. Um, so I looked it up and, and, and he said, it's a Harvard business technique that basically you ignore the market it, you completely ignore it. You um, you come from a completely position of innovation and freshness, and you create something totally new that transforms the world forever or your market forever. And that's what you did. So I literally sat literally at my kitchen table on my own with a young with a young baby, um, you know, all those years ago, and just said, "What is it that makes us become this person we think we need to be to look impressive? How can I create a way of you?" all of us understanding who we really are so that we can use that and have the confidence to be ourselves so that was I am so and every time my daughter slept um, my laptop opened um, and everybody who knew me got developed and coached and researched and used metrics and measured it and all of that kind of stuff Um, and that's kind of how it was born so the challenge obviously was that inventing something that wasn't required potentially Mm. in a market that didn't exist um (laughs) at the same time as being a young mum um and going from this daily corporate kind of surrounded by people the commute lots of success to I'm here on my own and I've got no money and yeah (laughs) you know like literally I didn't earn any penny for two years my first salary was I bought my daughter when she was two a playground for the garden and that was it so you know it really you know has been amazingly challenging um, but it's worth it, you know, because the impact that I see on people around me and, and around us as a group is amazing. So, yeah, that's kind of that's where we started. And then I literally every time, you know, we talk about imposter syndrome, don't we? Now, mm-hmm. um, you know, we're a global business. That's why I look exhausted, <laughs> quite frankly, as well as being. Yeah, actually, really really does. Say, she oh, really, 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 really for those of you that are just listening um, and on audio well, at the moment, kindly. she looks fabulous. So, that's yeah. very kind. Of you. It's amazing what lipstick can do. Oh, I but, um, <laughs> Yes, yeah, so, so we have a team in Sydney. So I uh, <coughs> before the pandemic, I was going there like five or six times a year. Mm. Um, wow. You know, which oh, it sounds great, but oh, the oh my is god, yeah, yeah. I mean, literally, I do. You know, I've talked about it before. I've, I've been described as a machine. I just I do sixteen hour days. I have a swim. I have six hours sleep, and that's it. And I'm on it. I do nothing but work when I'm there. Um, and uh, we have a team in the US. 
as well on the east coast of the US. Um, so doing the same six time. times a year there as well? No, I'm managing to do that remotely at the moment, but that's going <laughs> to ramp up. Um, but every time I get on a plane or I, you know, a trade champion for the Department of Business and Trade for the United Kingdom, mm-hmm. that sounds very posh, doesn't it? But you know, every time I get on a plane or do something like that, I've got a panel next week for them. You think, what are you doing? What are you doing, Liz? <laughs> you know, really? Um, we all have that. So I want to know, <clears throat> as someone who travels regularly for business, mm. what are your top tips for business travel, <laughs> for like long distance travel? Because, yeah. you know, I mean, I I haven't been since COVID, but mm. sort of before then, I was doing a lot of trips to Europe. But I mean, I've done a I've done the Sydney flight. 23 hours I think it was yes, with a layover um so what are your top tips for people who are traveling how do we how do we stay fresh on six hours sleep on a plane it's a really good question isn't it no so I do have a strategy when I go to Sydney and it starts the day before um so I I, I drink diorolite non-stop oh, yeah. for the for really for the you know for the 24 hours ahead and then when we change so just before we come into land in Singapore or whatever you're changing Hydration, but you can still drink loads of wine. So, oh great, that's you know, good. that's Phew. yeah, because I couldn't, I just couldn't do it. <laughs> balance. It's all everyone, about balance. Everyone at home was panicking. Everyone has a crush, <laughs> but um, yeah. So, um, so no, that's the first thing. Um, the second thing is, is uh, and it sounds really boring, but diet. I honestly find that if I eat fish and vegetables, my whole body feels fresh. Whereas if I eat like a curry or something heavy or like red meat and stuff like that, it's just awful. Um, and no work. No work on the plane. Switch off on the plane. So I, I've literally been like on calls as we're getting on the plane, you know, and like literally standing in the queue and I'm answering emails. But the minute I go on that plane, that's it. Headphones in. Headphones in. Well, maybe I, I spend a lot of time with myself. So one of the things that, that I found on this journey is most of us have quite a difficult relationship with ourselves. You know, most of us are quite negative to ourselves. We'll talk to ourselves negatively. We'll beat ourselves up. We'll be super critical. We'll compare ourselves with all of that stuff. Um, and and one of the things that I think is is really important and I teach our clients is, is to really know you and to spend time with you without distraction. So one of the things I'll do is they probably, probably look like a bit of a, a raving nutter on the plane <laughs> sometimes, but I really will just sit there like I'll just sit there and I'll just reflect and think and I'm not working I'm not allowed to think about work work but just be you know and that sounds very zen and everything else but actually I might watch a film but normally it's one either way that's it yeah and just just take the time I normally try and get a window seat and I'm I love watching clouds and like cloud formations and Oh my god, I'm going to get really geeky about light, but like you know, like when you get like golden hour when you're flying over and watching the sunset yeah. go down. And actually, I say I say I don't work, but um, if there's a really good sunset, I'm absolutely being that person that tells everyone to get out of their seat so I can grab my camera. So <laughs> I can, uh, shoot out the oh, window. she's that annoying I'm, person. I'm, I'm, I'm that person. <laughs> but Sorry, what a great TV that window is. You know, yeah. that is just yeah. And I think when you run your own business, you guys know, you know, you don't get downtime. So have that downtime. I use it completely as downtime. Oh yeah. gosh, I definitely need to take a leaf out of your book then because I, I used to I need to book a flight. Yeah. Just go, just go flying. Um literally just get a break from the kids. Exactly. But yeah. Completely. I think I put the thing is actually I think I probably would do that now. Yeah. But I know when I was agency and I was travelling, I actually used to be finishing off polishing the, the pitch yeah. or uh, always working I have to I yeah that yeah. was my fault floor 
Yeah. No, but yeah, I think I think now, it. but yeah, I actually do think now I would actually take that time mm. being a mum of two and It's the only time I ever <clears throat> do it. Yeah. You know, and I, I'd rather get up almost like when I'm away. Oh, if I'm up at four, if I wake up because of jet lag and I can't sleep, I just work. Yeah. So yeah. I basically I need international clients is what you're telling me. There you me. go. Yeah. Okay. That out to Strategy the for 2024. <laughs> 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 so uh, the I am tool is yes. a unique aspect of your business. Mm. Uh, could you delve a little bit deeper for us? Um, yeah, you know, cool. how it was developed and the role that it plays in helping individuals. Yeah, of course. And, you know, the, the, the key with being yourself is that it's really hard to be you if you don't know who you are. Mm. And that, you know, we measure it. Only 16% of us feel we can be ourselves at work. And only a quarter of us actually know who we are. But we challenge that even. So if you say to people, who are you? If I said to you, who are you? What would you say? I'm an incredibly awesome person that's (laughs) very creative. Uh Um, Yeah, I just, I don't know. But then I've done quite a lot of work in Mm -hmm. the, especially in the last few years, sort of. So, yeah, I'm very much at peace with what this is, I suppose. Yeah, yeah. Very but it's hard often self. to articulate. Mm. So you've got, so you've given me a couple of bits there around creativity. So you're mm. awesome. So you're, you're already, I can see you're a positive person. That you're a creative person. So even those two things, knowing that, most people, when you say to them, "Oh, well, who are you?" They'll go, "It's my name, my history, my story, where I live, my friends, my, my family, my job, my you know, yeah. <laughs> all of that." And then if you carry on asking, you'll generally get like the labels, and you know, I'm yeah. gay, I'm straight, I'm all of this kind of stuff, and then you'll get the self-doubt because they're starting to yep. trust you so then you get oh you know I'm not a very nice person really and I really worry what people think about me and I feel like an imposter you know that's just me no it's not mm. so um it comes back to defining who you are so with I am the whole point is that if you're going to be you know who you are and you know you're not all of those things and where you live and your family and your self-doubt and all those kind of things you are a unique character so so what I, all I am does is help you to describe yourself your values in your own words Um, and then it shows you how to be you so for you you would have start positively bring creativity really even even that really simple um, frame you know that simple articulation you'll be able to feel more like you and be able to make that difference rather than thinking oh you know I'm a mum I'm a sister I'm a friend I'm gay I'm straight I'm whatever Mm. you know actually I'm just going to be creative and positive because that's what makes me me one of the questions, because I, I spend a lot of time, obviously, both of us spend a lot of time in networking, yeah. and so there's a lot of a lot of what do you do, but one of the questions mm. I've started asking people is, what brings you joy in life? Like, what, mm. what makes you you? And it I, it does really disarms people, but mm. when you ask them to tap into their joy, and they're just like, oh, oh, well, actually, I really love this, and then you actually start learning yeah. who they things, are. Yeah, which is actually normally the core of their why, and... Mm. I love asking that question. Yeah, it's a it's a really good one. Yeah, because mm. it is good. And as I say, I think when you you do do networking, and it does feel flat sometimes because yeah. people do do the whole what do you do like yeah, you know, yeah. and it's just you can see them repeating the same yeah, standard. Yeah. Not not like you, Connor, that you have yours uh, down pat, darling. Yeah, it's getting there. It's getting there. It's a work in progress. <laughs> but 
But if you can know who you are, so you you know you know your I am. So I know that I'm driven by closeness. I've met you for the first time today. I'm like boundaryless. I talk to you like I've known you forever. That's part of me. Mm. That's part of my values. I also know, as I've described, that I'm quite rebellious. I'm quite matriarchal, but I'm very kind as well. So those are things that I absolutely know that are in my I am that I need to amplify when I think about what I do at work and, and my natural reputation. Um, I know how to start a conversation or begin because I know the values that are what we call the bedrock at the bottom of my I am. Um, I need to stop and be still. I need to have done a little bit of homework because I've got competence in there as a value. So I can literally see, and I've got my cards here, I can actually <laughs> sit in front of me. So I'm, I'm actually reminding myself of who I am so that I can really practically be me. Yeah. Yeah. And not, articulate not, not wing it. I'm not winging it. No, I'm not, not winging wing it. it. So I think that comes back to entrepreneurship. When you've been through the journey of having your own business, I think one of the magical things that happens is that you just stop being self-conscious. In yeah. the end, you just go, you have to. Yeah. Especially, yeah. again, when it comes back to that authenticity and showing up. Like, yeah, just, mm. yeah. How you mentioned boundaries in there or being boundaryless, which is a wonderful term. As someone who works within a business and you're tapping empathically into how other people are feeling and helping mm. them bring that out, how do you manage your boundarylessness <laughs> with having to have potentially some work boundaries as well? How do you deal with that <coughs> conflict between self and it's occupation? Really, that's really interesting. I don't, I don't have a line. So most people have a line down them that says, this is me at work and this is me at home. Mm. And we all think we should switch off, for example, you know, from, from work or a client. We teach our, we teach our users our, with I am to just not try and even try and switch off. Because it, why, why would you? It just says that work is an intrusion on your life, for one, which in our world, it shouldn't be. It's mm. something that mm. you, you have to play to make your difference and those things. It's reframing it. Um, but, you know, I think, I think having that boundary, I would absolutely encourage everybody to get rid of it. Um, you know, just be flexible, you know, try and mix that you're thinking throughout the day. It's like saying, well, you're at work, therefore, how dare you think about your children? because you're at work because you're at work you should be switched off from your children you're here at work now you just don't as human beings you can't switch that that off can you um so they, and and personally as boundaries i'm really good at that <laughs> so mm. i think i've spent a lot of time especially in the early years when i was doing a lot of the delivery myself yeah you know i would have like seven or eight client calls in a row throughout the day to pack them all in and you can't let one spill into another because what's what's going on for one person isn't going on for someone else um so i've i've i'm i'm a master at kind of just dividing my brain and going i'm not going to think about that i'm going to think about this which has really helped me with the business as well that's amazing and i also just love that you've said the phrase i am a master of because to have that confidence and you know you're clearly practicing what you preach mm. so which is incredible um, be Yourself at Work has grown into a global movement. Um, what strategies or approaches did you employ to gain recognition and build a dedicated following for your mission? Wow. Uh, <laughs> that's you a question, a gold for that one. <laughs> well, I think, um, yeah. So, so with the movement, um, you know, I've all, and I, I just get so passionate about the fact that work is just not negative. It doesn't have to be a negative. Um, you know, we 
from in my view completely exist to change the narrative of work you know work should be something that you do to experience who you are and make a difference not something that you dread on a Sunday night you know or or you know really fear that kind of Monday morning and wish you'd, you'd rather be at home we you know 41% of people now see work as an encroachment on their lives you just think what well, yeah so yeah. sad you know you're certainly missing out on such an amazing window to be yourself so um, yeah so that's the movement exists to really help everyone in the world to be able to see work positively make work popular again you know mm. and I won't start talking about the economy and politics and everything else <laughs> but um, you know it will help all of us to do that so um, yeah it's been it's it's been quite the journey I mean throughout COVID um, we kind of had to shrink I had three choices to make in COVID because everything stopped yeah. overnight nobody wanted to spend money most of our our work comes from budgets around learning and development and training and you know so sometimes that can be a nice to have so the minute we went into lockdown that was gone it was overnight gone um, and anyone who had actually booked work I had to take on myself personally whether no matter where they were in the world so I could furlough all of our team not that we'd even knew we had to look at what furlough was and ask a friend you know we were all weren't we completely you know yeah. what's going on so I was either well we either give up never um, we either kind of shrink if you like and just kind of play it safe or we absolutely use this time to go for it um so me being me and being my i am and my values i just went right we're absolutely going to go for it so we saved every single penny we worked really hard and we managed to save enough money to to, to use one of our clients who's brilliant brand consult had a brilliant brand consultancy to help us to really articulate um, our business and the movement in a completely different way so we rebranded we renamed we relaunched new logos new website new team new marketing coming out the wow. other side wow of covid um and it, i mean you could buy a house with what we spent it's just terrifying <laughs> yeah exactly i mean and we we can't buy, go buy another yeah. house you know we literally had to um, work our socks off and be really lean um, as an organization as a business to be able to make that investments and, and it was even then it was so scary mm. to yeah. do um, everything got relaunched our products our branding the pdfs the digitalization all of that got got changed and shifted and now we have um, the movement we have ambassadors we have we went through investment last year which was great oh, wow. i loved it that's a whole yeah. other podcast, um, <laughs> but um, yeah, yeah, that was uh, that was really great. Um, yeah, so so we've got a really clear strategy now that it's about helping to make work popular again. You know, love and you that. being I you, really do love that. Yeah, me yeah. Too. I love that for people though that's the thing I want people to enjoy I'm lucky that I love what I do yeah you know my husband always says to me like I just see the light in your face mm. you know and I can see what you've been doing today or you're talking about it or something it's like yeah. you just you know yeah and that's I'd li I like I like the now. idea yeah well I like the <laughs> idea as well that it. you know also my kids get to see that and that's mm. why I like what you were saying about when you're at home you don't stop I mean my work is at home so I mean, literally you yeah, know yeah. I am there anyway yeah, yeah. but I, I lo just love that thought process mm. and I think a lot of people should really embrace that and, and probably don't even think of it that way so that's what what you're doing yeah is is absolutely getting people to talk about it and do you have your own podcast 
Yeah, so we have a couple of podcasts actually on the website. So yeah. we just read the second generation of the new one two weeks ago. So there's some podcasts on that people can listen to about understanding who they are, growing their confidence, the role that work plays in their lives and those things too. Amazing. Yeah, because yeah. Yeah. that's it, isn't it? People can absorb that then. Can like, just listen yeah. and just, yeah. Because no one talks about these things. No, that's you know? the thing. It's un- unspoken. Like, um, yeah. And we've just launched a new product that's completely free. Be yourself at work, completely free. And uh, that's part of the movement. So if you're looking for work, if you're suddenly, that's suddenly made redundant, currently you know, there's a lot in the press about you know liquidation and, yeah. and companies going under. And it's a really scary time. You know, when you lose your job or you lose your business or, you know, and even kind of graduates coming into recruitment, oh. I think it's hard. And we don't sell ourselves, do we? Mm. We, don't, we don't know how to sell ourselves. So we've literally created a completely free I am that people can go on to beyourselfatwork.com. They can complete their own I am for free in 30 to 45 minutes use it in interviews attach it to their cv so they can re- be recruited for who they are oh, as wow. well as what they know there's a downloadable banner for linkedin you know just there's because the move, it's about the yeah. movement it's about helping people to see work as themselves not just something that they do because of their education or to pay the bills yeah. i mean you mentioned as well that you're constantly obviously gathering data so that everything is being constantly understood yes. where are we at in the industry right now or no yes. matter what industry you work for and you also mentioned about a survey as well that i think you wanted to yeah talk about. yeah no definitely go please go and do the be yourself at work survey if you scroll down at the home page of be yourself at work.com there's a link to the survey and and hopefully you'll see these we've had the thousands of these printed they're being left on <laughs> tubes and trains and all sorts <laughs> no not really um so um yeah so so the survey we did one in 2020 um and it was a really simple survey this is before we had better tech and things like that um that just i wanted to look at how much people could be themselves at work and what stopped them so we know that most of us don't feel confident enough to be ourselves we also describe ourselves negatively most of the time when we talk about being ourselves and we saw from that survey that you know recognition feeling valued being liked recognition giving autonomy being given autonomy being you know trusted Mm. are all things that fuel us but actually are out of our control um, and so it gave us loads of data. I'll just tell you one stat because I could talk forever about the first survey. But the number one, my favourite stat that came out of it was that over 70% of men said they never have a positive conversation with themselves. Wow. 70%. Over 70% of men. So on the inside, that inner critic, like with women, we tend to compare ourselves to others. That's what came out. That was our number one challenge compare and then contrast and then beat ourselves up you know for not being as good in some way but for men there's this silent critic um, and you can't see that so my top tip for all of us women is is for the men in our lives and the ones we work with ask them what they're thinking yeah tell me what's going on on the inside today um you know what are your thoughts yeah so that so we did the first survey and it's amazing it's so the first survey um and we're repeating it but we're expanding it um, so it's really about can you be you what stops you being you but it's also now looking at the role of work you know would you work if you didn't have to um, and so there's some questions in there that I love it takes five minutes um, you know around did you have a dream job as a child and at the moment the first 100 I did a cut of the first 100 responses because I was desperate I just wanted to see what was coming <laughs> out um, and um, and 84% of people had a job that or an industry that they dreamt of working in but only 18% of those people actually ever went into any of that world so whether you wanted to be a you know policewoman or a teacher or whatever you know that 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 dream that excitement about work that you had um it just something just vanishes 
big part of it as we yeah so do the survey because yeah, the more people we can get <coughs> to do the survey the better did you have a dream job as a kid of course what, i did what do you want to be dancer I started at the age of three uh, and did it every single day of my life, uh, then went to stage school and then realised wow. that it was never going to pay for my very expensive taste. <laughs> so that's why I dipped dance, out. Do I you did. dance at home? Do you dance? I do, I do dance at home with okay. my boys. <laughs> um, but no, it's, it's something you know I was very passionate about but I realized wasn't going to be the con- I need to be consistently doing something okay and get better and better and better at it mm. and I felt like for me the dancing theater world you have to jump in and out and for me that's not good enough right. how can you be your best self when mm. you can only do it now and then or if someone tells you you can do it mm. and that's how it felt mm. so for me actually it's what then got me into what I do now in PR and marketing mm. and all of that. And you just have to dance at that. the beginning of each podcast. Yeah, it's fine. I, do, I dance always. I'm, it's, <laughs> but it, it gave me that confidence as well. Yeah. And, and, and the, like when I was at stage school, it's like I can, as I say, I love pitching. You know, for me, that's a performance in itself, mm, you know. Yeah. So it kind of has played a bit of a part. So, yeah. yes. Mm. So. Connor, what did you want to be when you were growing up? Um, probably the most like tism thing ever, train driver. Oh. Oh. Say, yeah. <laughs> no, no, no. It would have been quite handy since, like, there's no trains ever running these days. So <laughs> yeah, it would have be been quite, work quite a lot at the moment. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, literally. Yeah. Um, no, I, I'm very happy with where I've landed career-wise. Mm. Get to create cool things for cool people. Nice. I had two. I I wanted to be an astronaut. That was never going to happen. Wow. <laughs> and but then you see that but you know it could have happened I mean it potentially could have but also like I have a massive fear of falling and I don't think falling from space is probably going to be the one um, and then neurosurgeon was the other wow. I really wanted to go into science um, I was sort of pursuing it until I failed my psychology um, mm. A level so it was like go back or go forward the art route mm. but yeah they were my two very wildly different ones mm. that I wanted to be. So yeah, I guess I would be in that eighteen percent. But yeah. very happy where it ended up. I mean, actually, now talking about like looking to the future, like what does that for you right now? Because obviously, you are now doing something that means a hell of a lot to you. What does mm. the future look like? It's it's pretty scary and pretty exciting all at the same time. Um, so you know, it's taken. I talked earlier about Blue Ocean, and you know, the the, the world not really being ready for yourself at work, and and using values to define your success at work, and those things. That's changed. Um, yeah, so we've now got some amazing partnerships and clients, you know, and, and our vision is that everybody will be a workplace name. So everybody will be able to know and everyone has the right to know who they are and their values and be them. So it's really about global expansion now. It really is. It's always been about changing the world and global domination for me. That's just that's just in <laughs> my I am. Absolutely. Um, you know, and that's that's just not going to stop. Um, yeah, so so it really is about making a difference, but also helping people, like I said, around, you know, be recruited for you, helping people to really, you know, rethink the way they think about work. Yeah, yeah. So fingers crossed, it'll, it'll keep continuing. Yeah. Incredible. I think it might be time for a quick fire round. What do you say? Go for it. So we have three questions that we like to ask everybody. So answer them as quickly as you can. Okay. What is your best <laughs> business accomplishment? Oh, wow. Um, I think it has to be the results. 
um, from I am. So, for example, um, you know, people with an I am are twice as excited about their work and their career going forward and they stop comparing themselves to others and those things. So I think genuinely it's about all the people that say it's changed their lives and, and feel more positive about themselves. It's got to be, I, can't, I, know, it's, I know I should say, oh, working with HSBC or whatever, but I, or, or investment, but that, that would be it. Making yeah. the change. Yeah. Yeah. What is your favourite productivity hack? A productivity hack? Oh, my God. Um, so I'm a massive planner. So um, I think I, I work so fast and so hard that I always plan a day ahead and a week ahead. Um, so I'm pretty organised. So I know that sounds like, I, I know I should say I go to the gym. We already know I don't. Um, and all of those things. But actually, just really being organised. I take five, the, the few seconds, the five minutes or the few seconds before a team's meeting to do something brave. Always. So I literally, I'll reach out to someone or, or I'll send some, some, an email to someone just to say, you're amazing or celebrate them, just to be brave and reach out. I love that. Yep. What a great answer. Um, what's <laughs> one thing that the internet does not know about you yet? Oh, well, it's starting to change. So I did an interview recently about my work day because people are always asking me what it's like to be me in terms of the work side, you know, and how I work. Um, and I was like, shall I share it? Shan't I share it? Shall I share it? Shan't I share it? So, um, yeah, and I thought, oh, God, you know, I probably should. So right at the end of the interview, I said, I do have a crystal ball and I love tarot. And that was my little secret. Ooh. Yes. What, so, what crystal is your crystal ball? Oh, it's just literally a clear quartz. Yeah, a clear quartz crystal. But I'm I'm co always covered in crystals. I've always got cards generally with me, um, and I'm very intuitive. Um, so yeah, so that's probably something that the world now is starting to realise. Um, but it's got nothing to do with my work. I just it's just something I love, mm. um, and I'm I'm really intrigued by how it, how it can all work particularly from a science perspective mm. what, what kind of crystals what, what here's a question what, what crystals <laughs> crystal do you have on you today <laughs> uh, so um, I have a smoky quartz with me um, so that's for, for grounding and then I have a sunstone in fact I've got a sunstone on my wrist now and a howlite so this is about not overthinking it because we can all do that howlite mm -hmm. um, and my it's both from Australia and this is um, a sunstone which is all about positivity yeah, not that I need positivity, but I just I love that radiating sun yeah. feeling. Yeah. So yeah. So for me, that's um that's probably something the internet doesn't quite know yet. That I'm I love all that stuff. Oh, I definitely wonderful. need to start looking into crystals more and what they mean because like yeah. there's some beautiful ones, but I will be honest, the ones that I do have are mostly collected because they're shiny and beautiful and <laughs> like not they're the pretty. actual. Reason. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, I think we need as much help as we can get. Yeah. You know, doing this, uh, do, having your own business, you need all the help you can get. And if a crystal yeah. can make you smile, or you know, even if you think it's lovely and shiny, great. Yeah, there's one. I, I oh god, I can't remember its name. I want to say it's something like fairy something, but it's this one that's like clear, but it's like full rainbow. That has a rainbow oh, effect, wow. like a but moonstone uh, almost. That's it's quite like a clear, not not like mm. milky, like an opal, but like. Mm. But a, apparently, it's like a good luck sort of clen like cleansing bad mm. luck one. So apparently, oh. it's a good one to have around. Uh, I need to do more research into that, but yeah. it's worth it, isn't it? Just yeah. to have. Thank you for sharing. <laughs> <laughs> well, I've got lots of things to go away and think. <clears> yeah, about. it's been absolutely amazing. And talking good. about imparting wisdom, mm -hmm. is there anything else that you would love to share with our wonderful listeners and viewers at home? Just be yourself. Yeah. You know, I think if that was one thing that I would just sum up, just go and be yourself, go and be you. Yeah, don't compromise that. 
And if anyone's been listening and has really resonated and is like, you know what, I need to feel more positive at work, mm-hmm. I want to feel myself, where is the best place that they can go and find your resources? So yeah, go to beyourselfatwork.com. So that's the first thing. We also have the hashtag beyourselfatwork on LinkedIn. Um, yeah, and you can just connect with me, Liz Villani, be yourself at work on LinkedIn. I'm always on there. So yeah, just um, there's podcasts, there's information that people can can look at. You can get your free I am. You can get a free little experience. There's lots of resources there to help people to be themselves. Yeah. Well, thank Brilliant. you so much for your time today. It's honestly been incredible just to hear your positivity and to be so open and authentic which is the whole part of this podcast episode with your journey um we are so appreciative of your time and wow another episode yeah i know (laughs) this season is going so so quickly well well we're not going to be doing seasons anymore though are we this is the new new information for everybody um if you didn't catch our last episode um is that actually we're gonna keep going we don't want to take a break from you we love you too much um but we just felt it was important that we're gonna share some more episodes actually with tiggs and myself and connor um actually just talking about things that we've actually learned over the last two seasons um because i do think that like we've learned so much and i'm sure everyone at home as well has um so if you do have any questions that you'd like us to cover um please actually drop them in the comments below or you can also contact us via our social media channels as well um but yeah put some questions to us um and we'll start putting them into some of our shows absolutely we would love to hear what you want to hear from us maybe there's some burning topics burning questions that you might want covered or maybe just hear our unique perspective on it between the three of us yeah so yeah well thank you so much for your time everyone um we will be back next week with another great episode uh so please tune in and uh yeah that's it from me and from me we will see you next week with another dose of badass boss energy see you then